Hey guys, welcome to Lattes with Lindsay, season three, episode five. I am back with my girl, Lindsay. She is amazing, and we're going to dive into a little bit more of what we were talking about before. We didn't really get into some of the specific topics that we wanted to just because, you know, we had so many ideas to talk about the first time. So why don't we dive back in and talk more about self-care and all that jazz? What's up, girl? Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) Hey again. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> well, it's nice to be back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I got amazing feedback on the topics that we got into about pregnancy and how to overcome kind of some of those obstacles that everyone sometimes can feel uh, and feel more comfortable getting prepped for pregnancy. I think that was something that a lot of people said thank you about because there were so many questions in there that a lot of people were wondering about and you cleared them up. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that's really nice to hear. I'm glad I could help. Yes, and it's, exactly. and, and it's so hard, right? Like, like we, like I was saying last week, pregnancy is so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's and, and some of my friends that are on that route, I let them know, you know, your journey is going to be different from everybody else's because your body is different. So no matter mm-hmm. what in pregnancy, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and the questions you have or what's going to come up during your pregnancy, some people are going to experience it. Some people aren't, but, mm-hmm. you know, you just trust the process and, <laughs> and <laughs> do what you got to do, <laughs> handle it the best way you can. And if you have questions, ask people. Yeah. The only thing that was a question that someone asked me about to ask you was, Um, did you have any time or felt the need to do like workouts throughout? Like, were you able to do any workouts or were you interested in doing workouts? Like, what is there like contraindications for it? Those were some of the questions that I was asked as well. Oh, those are good questions. Um, I did prenatal yoga. So for me, I've always been interested in yoga. So that's something I could continue. So something I learned, but don't quote me on it, but is that whatever you do with your body now, like you can continue it through your pregnancy. So I know people who are big runners and they say, continue that because your body's used to it. So you shouldn't Mm -hmm. stop doing something because you're concerned unless a doctor tells you, okay, you need to slow down and you need to stop. But it's good to keep your body in a same routine. So whatever you're doing, if you do workouts, you can continue to do them, but do your research on how to do them safely. Like Mm -hmm. try and find somebody that can give you those workouts for prenatal workouts. For me, it was yoga for some of my, I have some friends that are big runners. So for them, they continue to run. Um, But yeah, you you can. (laughs) Running is, man. I wish, I wish I could run. (laughs) I don't run very well. I can run away from something. (laughs) Yeah, that's the number one thing. I wish that I, I was big. Like I am someone that loves circuits if I have a personal trainer, but I'm not somebody that has always been consistent with it. So if Mm. I was doing that prior to getting pregnant, I'd find a way to try and be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. um, Just because your body is already in sync with that. Yeah. So that's what I've, that's something I've learned is like, you know, you don't have to stop doing what you're doing. You may just have to modify it, mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. pregnancy, I'm really tired. So, so I'd say <laughs> with this one, it's a lot harder for me to feel motivated to be as active, but 
I try to get walks in. So long mm-hmm. walks are at least something that's light and easy. Hey man, at least you're moving. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's important to, to stay moving for sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's important just to keep your body active. Like I think the biggest thing from my personal training background is just, you don't have to go and do burpees and push-ups and crunches and all these things, but it's more so just physically moving your body and activating muscles that you may not use while you're just sitting down or, you know, whatever you're doing in your daily life. I think it's really important to keep moving. Like you said, routine is everything. And I think it's crucial that people continue those habits throughout the pregnancy because I mean, your body is used to it, but there's a great addition in there, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that you still can't say, okay, well, if your doctor says you can't obviously respect that, but if you are able to, yes, go for walks, go on hikes. You know, if you have a dog, it's great. (laughs) You have an excuse to get outside. It's important. Have body time. breaks with the kids. So, I mean, maybe I get a little workout per day, but it's <laughs> like you're kind of like running in a video with the kids <laughs> for like oh three minutes God. with little jumps and, and dodges. It's fun. But like, that's about it for me for like physical activity. <laughs> <besides walking. laughs> you know, what's funny though is every time I think of body breaks, I think of, um, uh, you know, when you go to a baseball game and they have like the halfway stretch or, something something like you you like you go to a baseball game and they have all the cheerleaders come out and they do that little like stretching regime I think it's so funny because like it makes me giggle that some of the people who are like you know should be moving (laughs) are the ones laughing at the people who are are moving and I'm like oh god it just I don't know why that always reminds me of it but it's so funny when I go (laughs) oh my goodness yes but back on the topic with self-care I actually was thinking about something as well when we were having our conversation the first time and um, I was reflecting back from when I was working on a mental health unit with adolescents or teenagers. Mm -hmm. And when we would talk about self-care, you know, we'd give all these strategies and they would cross off things that didn't work, but circle the things that did. So, I mean, we, I mean, we can always give anybody strategies, right. That you can try and cross off what works and what doesn't. But at the end of the day, you need to find what also makes you happy. So mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. if drawing makes you happy, use that as your strategy. If going out for a walk with a friend makes you happy, use that strategy. Anything mm-hmm. that you use has to be something that makes you happy. So it has to be personal. That's yeah. why it's so hard to give people strategies. Like there's a list of ideas you can give, but it has to be personal for you. So you know that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Because on Pinterest, they always come up with these really cool self care things. And I agree, there's so many issues where there's so many ideas out there and people are like, Oh, that's good. And they do it. And they're like, this sucks. Like this is this is this is not self care at all. <laughs> or, you know, like some people with yoga, like, you know, you go to a class and you get all your cute little outfit on and you go there and realize that like, you're, you're, feeling more judged and overthinking versus embracing and and focusing on your own body. You know, there's, there's so many cool things, but one of the main things that I got from Pinterest, which was really cool is it's a jar and exactly what you said, you think of however many things you want to fill this jar with. And it's all the things you like to do, you know, whether you have like an hour break, two hour break, it's, it's a weekend or whatever. And you just pick from your jar of things that you think are important to you or things that you like doing and make time for those things every day, even if it is a short 
you know, amount of time in a day, if it is coloring, painting, um, you know, watching uh, an episode of your favorite TV show, whatever it is, um, you know, put it into that jar and hopefully you'll get a good one. <laughs> and, you know, you do it that day. I think that's something that's really fun. Absolutely. Oh, I think I've heard of this. And that's actually a great idea, especially now mm. when we're kind of stuck. And Lindsay and I were talk just talking about this, how it's kind of been a hard week for everybody. Like anybody that I've checked in with, um, it's kind of felt like a downer week because you know, we're coming into mm -hmm. a new year and we're like, okay, we're done with 2020. We're ready for a new year. <laughs> we're ready to like move on with our life and have it be normal again. But, and realizing that right now it's not doing that. So mm -hmm. we're kind of coming off of that high down back low to be like, okay, so we're still stuck in lockdown, you know, yep. and it's, it's hard to get out of like feeling tired or feeling sad because everything's just, not normal and it's hard to kind of picture when we're going to get back to that future that we want mm -hmm. that normal I think it doesn't help also that like by 4 30 it's dark I think yes. that is a huge thing for people because mentally when you think it's nighttime it's time to wind down it's time to make dinner and whatever but like especially on weekends you know you you literally have a, a certain window of of time that you can go outside and be active before it gets dark and it's like half the day is taken um you know depending on if you want to go outside in the dark whatever but i just mean the temperature drops you know it's dark out you feel tired your emotions are running whatever it is and and sometimes that is also a really tough window to get into on top of trying to deal with this whole situation that we're in absolutely it's yeah it's a transition. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's hard. Like, I definitely had, I felt so, so tired this week because even like there was no sun, I felt like. So it mm -hmm. felt so dark and I felt tired. And not gonna lie, when I'm, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna order in food. And I ordered a strawberry <laughs> crepe and a chai latte because I was like, I think this is gonna make me feel better. So that's what I'm gonna do. I freaking love that. But it's so true though. I, I actually mentioned, um, to Jay the other day I said like I could actually see a blue sky and it was crazy because I haven't seen that in so long and I was like whoa like that's what that looks like because it's always so hazy or overcast because I know it's winter whatever but it's like wow you know what I mean like it's it's a winter is just a tough season regardless of of if you're a winter person or if you like the outdoors or whatever it's it is truly a transition for a lot of people. Yeah, we're kind of getting hit with that winter blues a little bit, winter blues. <laughs> the blues, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and speaking of self-care, so I thought, we thought it would be fun if I got to ask Lindsay some questions this time, because for all of her listeners, I think it's important, or we think it's important that you get <laughs> to know her a little bit and what she does for self-care. So why don't you share with your listeners what you do for self-care and also how have you adjusted it during the pandemic? Like what's different? What have you had to change from your normal self-care routine to now? Mm. Well, it was definitely hard at the beginning, like of this whole quarantine, because it's, it's a transition, right? That's the, that's the biggest thing. Like for me, my biggest self-care is, is doing like a workout in the morning. That, that is my biggest number one thing because I find that that's me taking care of myself. That's me holding me accountable for my own health and my mind and all that kind of stuff. So when quarantine happened, 
and the gyms were closed and stuff like that, um, I really transitioned into doing like home workouts, which for a while were fine. And it was, you know, something to do (laughs) because at the beginning, you have no idea what to do or how long this COVID was going to last. So, you know, you just kept going with your, with your goals. And then it got to a point where, in all honesty, I wasn't interested in working at home. I have mentioned before that I love that my house is very cozy and like comfortable. It's not somewhere where I want to like sweat in (laughs) other than like cleaning the house. So that was a big transition for me was going from holding myself accountable to go somewhere and work out versus coming home and just rolling out of bed and trying to do it. So that was one big thing for self-care and the transition. The other thing that I've slowly started doing is, um, you know, reading more. That's a huge self-care thing because I find that I was definitely someone who was very prone to going on my phone. I, before was making the excuses of, you know, oh, I have to post something for my business. But now I created this template where it posts for me automatically and I preset all those things. So that was a huge thing during quarantine that kind of helped me with my self-care is holding myself accountable for my own actions and stop promoting things that I wasn't doing myself. So that was a huge, 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 huge thing for self-care that I'm still learning about. Um, The other thing is uh, I've actually started to take care of my internals versus my externals, which sounds hilarious, but um, something other than working out that I've been doing for self-care is really researching what works for my body and testing foods out that work with it and don't work with it. And I think that's huge with self-care because what you feel like on the inside very much shows on the outside. So if if you had a burger and fries and it's expanding inside, I guarantee your face will tell you exactly how you feel. So, you know, trying to do more meal prep and, um, you know, taking my collagen, my magnesium, my vitamin E, um, going for blood work. Uh, I know that doesn't sound like self-care, but I truly despise uh, blood work because I don't like needles. But that was something that I think is huge with self-care because once you know what your deficiencies are, what you're low in, then you can really have an overall outcome, what you need to achieve with your body. And that's, I think, the essential part of health self-care is that when you know what's happening inside your body, then you can very much control the externals of what you consume, who you're around, you know, your mindset. So just trying to get through those things, I think are really key (laughs) for me, but self-care is ever growing. And I'm finally realizing that. Uh, I know it's like I've said before, it's a very overly spoken about conversation piece, but I don't think a lot of people actually apply it to their life. And I think uh, I myself am finally learning what that is and being patient and communicating and uh, communicating with myself, (laughs) which is also a huge self-care thing is, not always focusing on the negative with myself. And, you know, when you wake up, my new thing that I'm doing is, you know, picking three things that I'm grateful for uh, to start my day with. And um, yeah, I think those are like my biggest things that I'm continuously trying to grow from during COVID or transition through with life and, and start this new journey. I think a lot of people are focused on the new year, new me thing, but I think I'm very much new year, but same vision. And what I mean by vision is that I still want to achieve my overall mindset and body to improve. 
into the new year. So it's, it's a process. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's a, that's a really great point though, is discovering food that like what you put on your insides, right. Does affect your energy and does affect your day. And I can definitely attest to that because I still don't eat the greatest because especially because my pregnancy craving all the time is cheeseburgers. I'm not lying. Like you're still on the cheeseburgers. I love it. Yeah. No, even when there's a, a commercial that comes up with a juicy burger, that's all I want. It's bizarre. I can't help it. But it's, but it's true though, because I know that the better I eat, the better I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and I think that that's great that you're looking more into that and you're, you're getting tested and you're finding out, you know, maybe this is why I'm lacking energy or why I'm feeling this way. Like it, it does affect that. Mm-hmm. I think it's also super important for everyone to understand that you can't have all the answers. That's a huge thing. Like, I think that a lot of people think that they can do everything themselves and they can, which they may, they may be able to do it, but I think when you go to the right people like a homeopath or a naturopath or a doctor or whoever to have these conversations about how can you can improve your overall well-being I think it's so healthy to get their perspective because I mean that's what their job is like they specialize in helping people with that transition so I think when you're able to confidently accept help I think that's also super healthy uh, with the transition of of growing Definitely. And, and I mean, not having much to do other than really focus on yourself or focusing on work at this time, you kind of have the time to dig in deeper if you're mm-hmm. ready to do that, if you're willing to do that, because mm-hmm. everyone needs to be ready in that mindset to, to do that, right? Like mm-hmm. it, you got to tell yourself, you know what, I'm ready to make those changes. But you have to be ready. I agree though. Like you can't always know when it's coming if that makes any sense like I'm I'm not saying that every day I eat perfectly I don't have portion size meals like I I like food so you know like most of the time uh, I meal prep for my work but on weekends do I treat myself every once in a while absolutely is that healthy absolutely because if you deprive Mm -hmm. yourself like for example if you didn't get your craving of your cheeseburger, God bless people that are around you because you got to fix that. You know what I mean? Like when you have those cravings, whether you make it a healthy option, like I was, I was um, telling someone the other day, cause they were craving a Big Mac. I said, I can make you a Big Mac and like a salad. And they're just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's you not try, the right? name. <laughs> yeah. It's the thought that counts for that. I know my friend is, uh, she's a big runner and she got this new cookbook about running um, because um, eventually, I guess, I guess for some people, for big runners, it can affect you or not. I don't want to say affect you, but um, it just helps you with your body getting all the nutrients when you're ready to start a family. So Mm. that's what this book does. So she's taking the time, just like you are, to look through these new recipes and and um, get her body ready to have all those nutrients whenever she is ready to do that. That's cool. Because again, everybody is different. So this cookbook was created for people that are huge runners and it helps, I guess it's supposed to help them for when they're ready to start a family. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll find out the book that she's, I'll I'll ask her the name of it again. Yeah, wow, that's cool. 
God, the, the, the things we have nowadays for options, like even like the prenatal um, vitamins, like I'm, I'm no mom, I, I don't have kids, but um, you know, to know that that's even an option for moms to just have one source to get all the vitamins that they need accordingly, depending on their pregnancy. I think that's like, even that is wicked. Like it's. And it's interesting too, because it, depending on the route that you go, like maybe you go midwife or, um, you know, or OB or whichever way, depending on your body, sometimes you're, you know, they tell you to take extra types of vitamins, like depending on your route, like or they tell you to be more like natural because every, again, everybody's body is different. So whoever you choose to help guide you on your pregnancy will give you tips on, I think, how it will best help you by taking mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking too, sports wise, because you were somewhat like you're someone that loves to play hockey and basketball and like how that must be so hard for people that can't access sports right now because that's Mm -hmm. a big outlet right so how has that affected you like do you miss your sports do you feel like a part of you is missing by not having that do you feel like your workouts um, give you everything that you would normally get out of it Mm. It's a good question. It's a tough question, though, because I I know that there are so many people right now who are struggling with this. And I think um, this was supposed to be a year for me to, um, you know, build in the Barry community, for example, I I really wanted to join a hockey team, like an adult team to really just like get that something for me. I mean, self care, perfect example. That was one of the goals that I had was to join a hockey team you know, to, to start playing and be kind of active and all that stuff and use a different source for working out versus just going to the gym or, or doing turf work or whatever. So it's been extremely hard. I know a lot of people use that outlet to de-stress. And I think, you know, the summer was easy because you could, you know, socially distance, um, you know, on a soccer field or a basketball court or whatever, everyone could have their own net. But now because, it's very much enclosed. All the, um, the gyms and stuff are closed. It's very strange. Like it's very strange. And I think a lot of people are having a hard time trying to find an outlet to release that feeling of what they need to release when they go to the gym or whatever. So, um, technically, yes, I'm very grateful that I'm able to still work out like at my my work, they have like a little gym in the back that I, I do just do some training in. But for people who aren't, it's really hard. And I don't even have a recommendation for people who do play indoor sports, because there is no option, unfortunately. But luckily for hockey, I mean, you know, there's ice everywhere. <laughs> so even if I were yeah. to, you know, just find an outdoor rink, um, luckily there are so many in Barrie that I can just, you know, play in and, and get it out of my system. But for me to actually have, um, the competitive side of me with hockey is very, very hard. Cause I mean, me playing myself is not that difficult, <laughs> but, you know, having that competition, you know, training is something that's really exciting for me to, because I'm a very goal oriented person. So if I have, you know, if I know the hockey season's coming up, then I'm going to start training and be the best that I can physically 
to be able to compete. So to, to have nothing to look forward to in regards to goals for sports, I think it's truly the hardest. And then on top of that, I'm a therapist who works with sports teams and there are no sports teams right now. So that's also, you know, I, I like, I forgot what it's like to have weekends off because I always am with teams. So that's been super strange to like have to make plans and stuff, but it's, I don't know. I'm trying to be as patient as possible, just like everyone else. But I, I really do feel for people who can't use that outlet right now uh, and, and are patiently waiting for their seasons to start because I, I can't even imagine what their training regimes probably look like too. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. It's almost like you need to create a competitive environment for yourself, whether it's creating a challenging circuit maybe, or, but even then, like, I understand, like, it's, um, like, Steph plays, would play hockey weekly more than once, right? So mm-hmm. to not have that, and, and he's a paramedic, that would yep. be, it, it's hard not having that outlet to just let it yeah. out. And it's like, what am I training for? You know, like I'm training for life. That's my always like dumb quote. I'm training for life, whatever life brings me. But I agree though. It's, it's, it's frustrating to not have something to to focus on or have a goal to achieve. But yeah, I agree. The circuit could be a good option. I agree with that. I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Just because I can imagine it can be hard to just disconnect when, you know, like you probably, most people probably want to disconnect from social media or news outlets just because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And usually in sports, you don't have that, like you're focused in the game, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Yeah. And th- I think that's the hardest thing too, is that people are so engulfed with COVID and, you know, the things that are happening in the States, the things that are happening in Canada, worldwide, whatever, you know, is going on. Uh, it's, it's hard because you're completely surrounded and you don't have an outlet to, release that feeling right other than you know maybe being able to work out at home or have a gym in their garage or whatever it is that's awesome but for some people unfortunately you know that's not an option and that's really really hard and I I feel for those people because like you said it's it's very much a a mind uh, distraction (laughs) from what's happening Mm. in the world so yeah it's it's not easy it's scary because I think Everyone just wants to know when it's going to be done, but no one has an answer as to when because everything naturally keeps changing. So, yeah, I feel you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, I really feel for them too. Like, it's just, it's a different kind of outlet that to not have that at all is just as hard. Yeah. And helping people adjust to that change is hard. You have to find something new. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, when you hear loved ones like Steph, for example, you know, with especially with his job, especially with his job, you know, he works so hard with all that stuff that's going on. And then, you know, to come home, unwind, destimulate from it. And then unfortunately, like if he turns on the news or he goes on his phone, there's COVID again. So it's just such a cycle for him. And I, I totally get why hockey would be great because, you know, hockey is aggressive and it it gets out all the emotions you want, but it's, yeah, it's challenging. And I think the only thing that we can keep thinking about or be hopeful for is, is the end game, whenever that is, and keep focusing on the fact that it it has to end at some point. (laughs) So that's, it does. And it will. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm trying to think the best I can and be optimistic that there will be an end at some point and there will be 
like will be I think I read something where they're saying it might be like the roaring 20s when they uh, (laughs) (laughs) like after this whole thing is done so which would be great but uh well traveling too right it's tough like everyone is like for me even like self-care like you know you watch movies that are in the Bahamas or you know waves or whatever and you're just like god like just I mean take me anywhere. Like at this point, I don't care where I'm going. Just like, <laughs> let me be in a plane and go. Like I just, it's hard for people who are travelers. It's tough. Yes, absolutely. Like, and especially the snowbirds, the ones that love to leave <laughs> during the winter time and they just love warm weather all year long and to be stuck, especially like Ottawa or like where it's usually like winter storms the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sadly, a lot are still going though. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> Secretly, I'm um, sure. So, like, talking about, um, you know, it changing um, how how it affects your self-care and stuff. How did it, like, what expectation or, or goals did you have yourself last year? Because this whole thing started really early in the year, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of the times we, um, we have set expectations or goals we want to meet during the year. So how did this affect that? And did it change or change it or create an opportunity for you? Like, mm. like think what, what were some of the goals you had and did this pandemic sort of affect those goals or did it create opportunities for you? Mm. You know, what's next? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for my career wise, I was very, very fortunate that I was able to use that platform to help people in all ways. Like luckily Uh, I've always wanted to do a podcast to educate people on healthcare professionals and how to improve overall health and wellness and all that stuff. So I was able to launch this, which was a huge, huge goal of mine for a few years now. And with my business, proudly, I was able to really connect more with my clients, which was something that I really wanted to improve on. I wanted to give them not only a a treatment, but also so much more remedial exercise, education, and with, you know, regardless of, of the goals that I had at the beginning, or, you know, that I found during like the quarantine was the fact that I just overall wanted to become a better therapist. And luckily I was able to complete a course on like sports nutrition, which not only will help me with my athletes, but it'll help me with myself and it'll help me with my, you know, clients who are just regular people. And that was a huge goal of mine just to keep growing my education. And I was able to do that. I was able to launch my podcast uh, and really reconnect with some of my clients that I haven't seen in a few years, which was also super cool um, and a little unexpected. (laughs) So, you know, there's a few things that I think those were the major business goals that I had. (laughs) So um, my personal goals would definitely be to just improve my overall health. I know that that was a huge Thing that I kept neglecting and it was very easy because I always get so fixated with my job and I find that for therapists in general like we have a really hard time balancing because our job is very much what we also do in, in real life <laughs> so it's definitely a transition um, like I mentioned before it, it was a little surprising and difficult in the way that I really wanted to be a part of more games, uh, more tournaments, different sports. I really wanted to open my eyes up to uh, just singular sports, like solo sports. That was a goal of mine that I 
kind of foresee myself doing just to kind of get into a new realm and, and challenge myself other than just physical sports like hockey and soccer and rugby and volleyball and all that kind of stuff. So that was um, a big one for me. And then the last one is I want to actually try and do um, uh, live chats, which is funny that, you know, we talked about that earlier is the fact that I was thinking of doing more stuff on Instagram or whatever platform to connect with people more with working out or sports nutrition or whatever it is. So that was a goal of mine in a way <laughs> to try and do in the next few years uh, on some type of platform. So it's kind of a little bit of business, a little bit of personal that I had goals, but overall, I, you know, you try and achieve as many as you can and you check them off. And if not, then you keep going into the next year, which is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> so those yeah. are awesome goals though. Good for you. It's, it's progress. <laughs> and I mean, and I mean, if you think about it too, like the podcast, who would, who would have thought that you would have come out with a podcast and mm-hmm. that you're on season three now. So <laughs> I know it's crazy. Like I, I can't thank everyone enough for being on the podcast. Cause I, I truly appreciate every single person who's been on because they've, they've really educated someone and I've, gotten so much good feedback from what they're educating people on. If it's a health professional, it's a, you know, entrepreneur experience, whatever it is. I think it's, it feels so good to know that you're helping people regardless of what the topic is. And I think that's the most exciting thing about the podcast. And it's really taken away of its own. Like I, I had a vision of like a couple seasons that I was going to get into and, And then people honestly just kept reaching out and saying like, Hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. You know, I I think I have a great story or whatever it is. And then it just got really exciting (laughs) and I just like, didn't know how to contain it. And it was just, so now it's just a snowball effect of, of, of fun. And that's, that's it. (laughs) That's awesome though. And, and like, like that's a big pro you can, I guess, pull from this whole experience, right. Is give is seeing if you can find those opportunities that this pandemic can give you as opposed to all the negatives and it and it is hard finding those right like you know what I'm gonna start maybe start working on a new business venture or like I'm going to do you know like it just do you you know like that's awesome is that you're able to find opportunities from kind of what feels like a dark situation. Like the rubble of the year is something that I find a lot of people are focused on is, is the fact that there's so many things that went wrong and I get it. Like, I, I mean, I had a really tough year if you look at all those aspects of 2020, but then you reverse it and say, well, I actually connected with my family more than I ever have, you know, whether it was an, on zoom hmm. or whichever, like with, cousins and all that stuff and you know building connections or rebuilding connections that I maybe didn't even foresee coming back to life or whatever it was you know like or for some people I know the biggest trend during COVID was cooking right everyone started baking and trying new recipes and so I think if you are really someone who is focused on the shoulds or woulds or could'ves then, you know, of course you can look at 2020 and say, damn, that was a terrible year. But if you can honestly really think about each month and break it down, which was something my dad taught me a while ago is that, you know, every month create like in your diary or in your calendar or whatever you have and write down 
one or two things in January that were successful in your life, whether it was, you know, I lost 10 pounds or, you know, I made six recipes in my brand new cookbook and every month write down all the things that you achieved. And by the end of the year, you can look back and say, damn, that was a dope year. Like I achieved all these things, but I forgot about them all. Right. I think it's so common to embrace it while it happens, but you have to also remember how good it was or, you know, re reiterate to yourself how good that feeling was in that moment. And, and when you can do that, I think that's, that's pretty cool. That's, that's how people remember a good year. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think that's a great idea is the, like writing down those things, those good things, because then you can reflect on them. And even for our listeners right now, like anything, anything is a win for you. Like you don't have to be having a good year because of a business opportunity or, mm-hmm. um, you know, a career change or things like that. Like those are definitely wins, but for anybody who's been working on themselves, whether it's eating habits, self-care, self-growth, you know, anything, anything Mm -hmm. that is a win for you because like this has affected everyone's mental health right now. Mm -hmm. So any type of work that you've done on yourself personally or career, those are wins. Yes. And take the time to remind yourself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think that's the number one thing is that people are wanting that um in that moment they want like that proud moment and say like I achieved it and you know whether you do it personally or you know behind closed doors or you don't publicly announce it whatever it is you know take that moment to really be proud of yourself for whatever you achieve because if you just brush it under the rug then you know your mindset will be addicted to that what's next what's next what's next instead of embracing what is you know what I mean yep Exactly. And, and like, like for me, like what we talked about last um, episode was just like, for me, I'm probably in the best mindset that I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me to overcome postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression, taking that time, like using the pandemic to really work on myself. Mm -hmm. It like, for me, that's a huge win because now my mind's in a great happy place than where it was with my first pregnancy or my first postpartum, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is a win. Yes. Everything yes. and anything is a win or like that you think is a win for yourself, big or small. Big or small. Yes. Yes. It can be so small, super small. Like for some people, I, I had a client, TMI, but I had a client, they have uh, irritable bowel syndrome, TMI, but they literally came in and they're like, Lindsay, it happened. Like it finally <laughs> happened after eight days and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's funny that those things are so exciting for people. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, it could be a big thing, a little thing, who knows for them, but that's huge. You know what I mean? And express it, it tell the world it's exciting, you know? Yeah. Write it down on a piece of paper and put it in your jar and say, this is something <laughs> that was good about my year. Putting Heck every, yes. put, make a jar every time there's a good thing, big or small, put it in there at the end of the year, you can reflect and be like, you know what? There were good things this year. It wasn't total crap. <laughs> yeah. Or funny stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I had a client tell me that she had a, a funny jar, she called it. So she had, um, she's a therapist and she's had some incredible stories told. And 
her thing is is that if someone tells her a really funny story where she actually like bursts out laughing she writes down all the little timbits of what happened in that story and she puts it in a jar and I mean everyone's gonna have like five jars now when they start this conversation but she has a funny jar and anytime she needs a laugh she goes to the jar and she reads a, a story and she dies and it just makes her happy you know so like just try just try little things baby steps yeah oh that's so funny I love that yeah man she's got some good ones (laughs) that's awesome so we are also thinking for our listeners and I think Lindsay's gonna post this but Mm. because it's been kind of a dark period and maybe some of us are feeling kind of out of energy or need a bit of a booster how many of you would be interested in doing a live workout session with Lindsay Mm. so it's giving you know giving a community feel to it you're not alone you're working out with somebody virtually she'll lead the way she's got her personal training so you know she's all set (laughs) um but but I I think it's it's it'll be good to have a poll out there and see how many of you might be interested in connecting Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. and what time works but I mean you're somebody that's big on physical activities and workouts. So I think that's great to connect to people that are looking for that or looking for a new challenge or something, or even a social experiment, like experience. (laughs) (laughs) Big time. (laughs) Exciting. No, I totally get it. I think it's exciting. And I think it's a, it would be really fun to try. I think a lot of people are going to social media platforms to gain new uh, workouts or movements because everything's super boring these days. And like, I mean, I don't like planking. That's not one of my things that I like to do or burpees, but I integrate it in a, in a different way. So I'm doing similar movements, but it's working full body or whichever. So yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking into doing those for sure. I just have to know what time works for everyone. And I'll definitely post something so everyone can kind of gain an idea of when it would start. Uh, and then I'll also be another goal that I have <laughs> talking about mm-hmm. goals is um, to also start adding in stretching regimes in there, uh, whether you have low back issues, shoulder, neck, whatever. So that will also be coming on uh, social media platforms at needing.balance and you can find it all there, um, which is a really cool platform because it's not just about uh, massage therapy. It's about mental health and personal training and nutrition and all that fun facts uh, that you need to know for yourself to improve. Yeah, which is awesome. I know. It's very amazing. Well, thank you so much, Linz. I appreciate this. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. It's fun to interview you and, and get people to hear things that, you know, have been maybe a challenge for you, but how you've changed it and what you're looking forward to. Mm. And yeah, Yeah, people get to know you a little bit. Uh, It's so weird. It's so weird. Like I'm an open book. Uh, But the thing is, is that like, I'm so used to interviewing. So this is definitely new for me, but I totally love it. And I appreciate you coming on and being the interviewer, which I know is not easy. So but I mean, we have a pretty strong relationship. So I think we're going to be okay. But (laughs) thank you so much. And um, yes, we'll definitely be posting all that stuff. Linz, don't forget to let us know what that book is called for the running, because I think everyone will be super interested in that because it's fun and really important for the future for women who are looking to get pregnant. So yay. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on. Yes. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning into Lattes with Lindsay. Cheers. (laughs) 